This is Everything Film with Film Robot on BNN Bloomberg Radio in Vancouver. Now back to your hosts, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton. It is Everything Film with Film Robot, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton from the Shark Club in downtown Vancouver on BNN Bloomberg 1410 AM, 1035 FM, HD3. Well, we've got some we got some film television royalty with us today. Oh. Uh, this person has done an extensive amount of work, a multiple Leo nominee, Cam- uh, uh, Camille Mitchell. It is such a pleasure to have you. We've been talking about having you on the show for a while. We have our our publicist for the show, Leslie Diana, who does a tremendous job. And uh, when she threw some names of potential guests we can have on the show, you were one that I really zeroed in on oh. because first of all, your body of work. But the family legacy is so incredible. But before we get to the legacy, let's talk about you. What got you to do what you do? <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's such so nice to be here. So nice to meet you both. Um, my father and my mother were both actors. And my family always expected my, my, me and my brother. It Jeff. was assumed, yeah. It was assumed. And um, it, was, it was unlike other families where it's like, over my dead body, you're going to be an actor. They were so encouraging. It was, it was crazy. In fact... I, by the time I got to university, I was going to save the world. I was going to be a doctor. And uh, by the time I got loaded up with my chemistry and my biology and everything, it was just a disaster. And someone said, take a Mickey Mouse course, take an acting course. And I I just fell in love with it. It was just fabulous. Um, Psychology, human nature, good literature, it was just all rolled into one. And I love it. I just love it. Uh, of course, y- your father uh, comes comes into this, uh, Cameron Mitchell, a legendary actor who has uh, worked with some incredible people. And I was a fan of the High Chaparral. Mm. I go back to the days of the High Chaparral. So, again, you say it was kind of assumed. And it's interesting to me because so many people that, even though they've had, a, had success in this industry, they want to shield their, their young'uns from... Because maybe they've seen the hardship and they've seen the bad side of it as well as, as, the, as the benefits. But uh, it was nice to know that you had the, the family encouragement because, again, with that pedigree, you know, you, you, you want to learn... You could learn at the feet of the master, literally. Yeah. Well, we're... No, but I, I was super excited about this interview. And, I, and, oh, uh, and you know, you. I, it's a pleasure to meet you, first off. But, you know, is this your history and stuff? It was jumping off the page. Like, let's, come on, let's, let's cut to it. Like, your dad was in a movie with Marilyn Monroe <laughs> and, like, like the old yeah. school, old, cool Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then along comes you. And so you were there. You were kind of, you know, you were born into that time. And, you know, you probably have memories of your dad. Like, what was he doing at the time and acting and, you know. Well, I mean, the stories, I, I honestly, I, it, it's so... I'm sorry he's not here. He he was he would tell you such wonderful stories. Like um, Marilyn Monroe, he said, was just the sweetest thing. But he said she was so unsexy without makeup. She'd come <laughs> in with a runny nose. She, he said, she was the first person he ever saw wearing jeans, not right. on a farm. Right. Right. Because yeah. they weren't hip yet, but she was making them hip, and Jimmy Dean was making them hip, and. He said she was, and but he said she put the makeup on. She got the makeup on, the clothes on. And suddenly she was like, boom, Marilyn Monroe. And um, you know, he and Lauren Bacall. We're talking about How to Marry a Millionaire, right? Yep. Such yes. a great movie. Yes. Such a wonderful movie. And I've I'm seen glad it several they, times. Yeah. Glad they haven't made a remake of that yet. You know. Well, you say yet. Let's fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. But Lauren Bacall, apparently, she and my dad. You know, they played the love interest, and um, she was always wearing super high heels to 
out-height my father. And my father right. was trying to get lifts put on his shoes. Yeah. So they had this kind of war going on between who was taller. Um, but, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stories. My father, my, my parents loved acting. They loved actors um, throughout my entire career. Right, right. Um, they would come to every opening, every theater opening I what ever are did. Some of, what are some of your earliest memories of that time or, like, you know, shortly after? I mean, I'm trying to put the math together. Like, I'm not without that. <laughs> you know, how, like, were you 10 or, like, 5? Oh, like, no. like what, 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 Where wish, do we go back? Where do you? I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was, I was... Uh, I was a kid when my father started making high chaparral. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, um, but I, I had, I got the stories and, um, right. I heard wonderful stories and I was on the set with my dad. I, I, there are pictures of me as a little kid on the set of Carousel, on the set oh of The Tall Man. Oh my mercy. I mean, we've got Kodak wow. photos of Clark Gable. It, it really is a fun, fun scrapbook. My family has Jeez. but but camille yeah. what's what, what is uh, so identifiable <laughs> about these these names of course are legends but at the time they're just other actors oh yeah and uh, i remember an interview i i saw with deanna martin who was one of dean martin's daughters and it's like you know you had frank in your home and you had bing crosby in your home yeah but it was like uncle frank it was uncle <laughs> bing these are just like dudes that my dad hung out with they yeah. you know again they all knew that these people were of prominence yeah. but i mean i'm sure the people that you you know were on set with you weren't going Oh my God! Right. Years later, our generations and, and future generations will go. Your dad worked with Ke Orson Welles. I know. I mean, I know. names that you just can't even begin to describe. But I'm I'm glad that it didn't. You 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 weren't affected by that, and you just took it as that's what dad does. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, you know, uh, and he was always so encouraging. One of my favorite things was to get up. He was always up super early because he was used to being on the set super early. So the coffee pot was always on at five thirty in the morning when I'd come home to hang out with them and we'd sit around and we'd just talk we'd talk about everything you know about everything to do with acting about how to play a scene I could always call him I could always call my mother say I'm having trouble with this what do you think how should I do this and um, you know he was the first actor signed to do Death of a Salesman on Broadway mm -hmm. which was right. kind of a, a you know a culture altering uh, theater piece and uh, Arthur Miller was known as Artie Miller he was just a guy from the <laughs> Bronx you know and he had only had one successful play by the time Death of a Salesman opened called Fathers and Sons and they didn't know if Death of a Salesman was going to be a success yeah um, I think it worked out okay well, you know, it worked well, out yeah. just fine yeah. you know yeah. the thing uh, when I was researching it and looking at it and one of the things that I was struck is he had a, a long career and it was he like did. it was <laughs> like you, you go from 1955 to like what the year two thousand, oh. and he was still working. Like that's phenomenal, really. Oh, he in started this. in nineteen thirty-nine. He did yeah, one of yeah. the first TV shows in the United States. Oh my goodness! When there were only five hundred TV sets in yeah. in the U.S., and he said it, it was a black and white show. He said the lights were so hot they they literally had to just wear mm -hmm. a, the darkest makeup. Yeah, and. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was the old lady shows her medals. In fact, I'm dying to get a copy of that one day. But he, you know, he st he started in radio. Um, he was he had a little station in the small town in Connecticut when he was starting out, and um, uh, Pearl Harbor happened. Oh wow! And people in the small town were calling in saying, "Who's Pearl Harbor?" Because the headline was Pearl, Pearl Harbor bombed. <laughs> so people were calling and saying, "Who the hell is okay, that's Pearl Harbor?" One. Right? Right. And so he started in radio, then he moved into TV, theater, he did everything. And what I'm loving now is that towards the end of his career, a lot of the stuff he did was considered 
bee stuff. Right. Because he went off to Europe. He started to work with a lot of Italian directors. It considered like spaghetti westerns, all that stuff. But now Quentin Tarantino has, has elevated these movie f- directors that he worked with to like mm-hmm. superstar status. Mario Bava, Corbucci. Um, and Tarantino, one of my favorite films my father did, is also Tarantino's favorite western. It's called Ride the Whirlwind. Jack Nicholson directed it and wrote it. Mm-hmm. And um, if you ever get a chance to see it, it's a phenomenal Ride film. Ride the Whirlwind? Ride the Whirlwind, yeah. Kay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it does, it, yeah, it's all over the place. Oh, I was, yeah, I, I, was, I was, the one that, the one that stuck out to me is, I don't know if you saw it, is that um, Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> and the reason why is I remember just yeah. watching that, right? Yeah, and, yeah. like, you know, obviously, you know, that was such a thing. And um, if I'm correct, there was a young Helen Hunt and that was her yes. first credit yes. or something. She was like six. That's right. Six or seven years old. Yeah. And um, also he did one of the first. I th- thought that was neat. That's really neat. He did the first um, after Cuba, after the Cuban Revolution, before America boycotted Cuba. He was doing a TV series in Havana called uh, Pier One. It's, yeah. It's re- have you seen it? It's very hard to find. But it was a detective series. It's it's a really awesome oh, movie. early sixties. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Camille Mitchell is our guest. Let's talk about Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. Okay. <laughs> we need, I, we I need to talk, talk about, about you. We need to talk about you. This is not an interview about the late great Cameron. No, Mitchell, no, no. I love talking about okay. my dad. Clearly, I'm clearly. happy to talk yeah. about my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I in fact I've got two more stories okay. for you. Okay, sure. Sure. Um, my father's um, last uh, year of his life, he was very, very sick with lung cancer, sadly. He was a heavy smoker, otherwise visible and um, he had worked on Kurt Russell's one of his first shows that he ever did was on High Chaparral mm-hmm. and he and my father became very close and dad loved him and um, towards the end of his life he really thought he'd been forgotten I'm thrilled that his last credit now is Orson Welles movie mm-hmm. um, that just came out on Netflix that was finally you know pr- finally released um, and um, so I'm, at, I'm picking up my sons from a baseball field in Los Angeles, and Kurt Russell's there, and I'm on my way to see my father in the hospital. And I go up to him knowing that they were close. And I introduce myself, and I say, you know, he's asking about Dad, and I explain that he was in hospital. He said, which hospital? I told him, and that was the end of it. And the next day, I'm visiting with my father, and down the hallway comes Kurt Russell, sits himself down next to Dad, and stays for hours and hours until my father says, Kurt, I just love you, but... I got to sleep. I got to sleep. He would have been there for my father yeah. in a heartbeat. Just a wonderful, wonderful. And that's kind of the kind of relationships my father had with people. They went on forever. And, um, yeah, he was a great guy. Wow. He was a great guy. Oh, thanks for sharing that with us. That means a lot. Okay, so give us a little bit of Camille Mitchell <laughs> just before we let you go. We, we've got to talk about well, it. Well, Camille, Camille what, what I will ask is, before we go into the year, is what's the Vancouver connection? Like, how, like... You were in L.A., obviously, when your dad and that time. Yeah. And then, like, how did you... How did we end how up How are you, like, here? Like, what happened? Um, my, my parents divorced, mm-hmm. and my mother's parents were here in Canada. And so we came up uh, in the mid, uh, mid-60s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We moved up here. And this is my home. I've always felt Vancouver's home. I've lived in L.A. over the years on and off, but... Uh, it's just always been my home. So, yeah, there is this connection. From the 60s? Well, oh, we, so, you uh, were, so then then all these shows, you were flying back, right? You were going back to... Yeah, back and forth. Back I lived forth. there for oh. a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And and again, uh, before we let you go, let's talk about <laughs> Till Death Do Us Part. 
Okay. So, uh, oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was very fun with uh, Candice Camion Bure yes. and Niall Matter. I played his mom. Yep. I got to go to a wedding in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Dislocated my kneecap during a workout in the thick of it and got wheeled around on a dolly with them filming from my shoulders up, and it looked like I was walking. Now, you've, uh, <laughs> you, you've worked with Mary Lou Henner. Yes, and it was so much fun. Do you know the, the ability that she has? Yes. And I don't know what the term is called. I don't either. I can't but remember. But you can say to Mary Lou Henner, uh, August 15th, 1971. She'll go, Tuesday. And it's easy to say. And she'll know what she was doing. But you can verify. She's <laughs> yeah, she'll know what she's doing. I don't, I don't know if doing. it's called an identic memory. Or There's only a few yeah. people. Oh, very yeah. few people in, in the world, world that, that have it. That like can very few people. Yeah. Like 12 yeah. Yeah. living people. Yeah. 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 She did. She didn't. She didn't. I, we, didn't pra- we didn't have time to kind of do that. That, that would be fun to do with a glass of wine, wouldn't it? Really <laughs> and, and by the way, before we let you go, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Jordan Connor, is, yes. is is your nephew. Yes, he is. Yes. yes. He's the the uh, husband of my beautiful niece, Gingy. Yeah. And uh, both of them are wonderful actors. And he was just, yeah, he was just he, on he was, the show. He was just on the show, and hopefully we'll have him, and hopefully we'll have you. Maybe we'll have the two of you together and that talk a little family oh, stuff. Did you know, did you also Jerry Trimble? They started <gasps> Jerry yeah, Trimble, friend of the show. Jerry Trimble. All roads lead to Jerry Trimble. I know. That guy knows everybody. do. In fact, Jerry and I just did a really beautiful short film together called The Architecture, and it was just on at the Rio Grind Film right. Festival. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. Oh, good, good folks. Um, Camille Mitchell, we will have you back on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. This is our first episode of our year number two on Everything Film. Ooh. We could not be prouder to have you here, Aww. and we will have you back. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Cheers. Yes, happy holidays.